This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 17 weeks, 4 quarters, 60 minutes. And it all leads up to one winning, winning drive. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of Baltimore Post Game Uncensored on 105.7 The Fan, here with my guy Cordell Woodland from Shaking It Up Sports, as well as the Ravens reporter for 105.7 The Fan. And Cordell, uh, I don't know if you saw the comments, but Ray Lewis talks on Inside the NFL. Everybody knows that he is a co-host on that show every week. He was asked the question about Lamar Jackson and what exactly um, the offense that he was running under Greg Roman and what exactly is needed to help Lamar Jackson. So take a listen. I think it's simple, man. Lamar Jackson is a rock star, but the offense that he's been playing in the last three, four years with Greg Roman as offensive coordinator, I always said this, that doesn't fit him. Right. It fits him because he has to be Superman. Right. He has to make five people miss. But Lamar Jackson needs a number one receiver. Not uh, Lamar Jackson needs help. Right. Lamar Jackson. They, they haven't given Lamar Jackson the opportunity to really throw the ball downfield. Like, let this guy do what, what I think he does very well. You, you, right? don't, you, know, you don't think they were trying to do that maybe last year and this year Listen, and then the injuries, you know, slowed well, I, that progress? I get it. Down. I understand the injuries, Phil, but I'm just telling you, when you have a player that dynamic, Patrick Mahomes is surrounded around nothing but help. Lamar, we got Mark Andrews, we got a couple of other guys, but we need pieces right. around Lamar Jackson. Okay, so if you obviously he's clamoring for Lamar to for two things. One, to get an offensive coordinator that appears to be more complimentary of his style of play, which many will argue will be a pro style type of offensive coordinator. And two, you know, saying that Lamar needs more weapons. And when you start looking at the roster that Lamar has dealt with since he became starter um, in 2018, it's, it's not that grand. And we talk about this often, the 14 and two season, when you look at the wide receiving core, I mean, none of those guys outside of Marquise Brown 
I don't even know if they're still playing in a National Football League at this point or how long they played after um, the 2019 season. So, you know, the Ravens, we know, have tried to get some pieces. We know that they drafted Rashad Bateman. We know that they drafted, you know, Devin DuVernay, James Prochet, uh, Tylon Wallace. But a lot of those guys have not worked out. Rashad Bateman and Devin DuVernay obviously went out with injury. Prochet and Wallace, I mean, at this point, just are special teamers. They have no, you know, uh, effect on the passing game for the Ravens. So when you hear Ray Lewis say these things, do you agree with the logic that, you know, the that Greg Roman was holding him back a little bit and that he could use some more weapons to help him move forward in, in his uh, career? I mean, Ray Lewis isn't the first person to say this. Uh, it's, it's been quite a few great players, former great players, to say this about Greg Roman's offense with Lamar Jackson. Um, you think back to one of those people, two of those people, I, I should say, one of which being Ray Lewis, who we just heard, um, arguably the greatest linebacker of all time and probably the greatest Raven of all time. Uh, and then the other being... Steve Young, who's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, who in his day was considered one of the more mobile quarterbacks as well. Um, and both of them have said this. I mean, I've, I've never really agreed with the notion that the Ravens put this offense together for Lamar. Um, they've, the NFL, you know, the NFL caught flack during Lamar coming out of, uh, during that, lead up to the draft where Lamar came out of the college because everybody wanted to move his position around. Everybody right. was trying to get him to go to wide receiver. And then you go to the draft and, you know, he's, he's there pretty much the entire first round until the Ravens trade back in to get him uh, with the last pick. But you look at it and you, when you hear stuff like the Greg Roman put this offense together for Lamar, it's almost like the Ravens themselves while they may not have bought into that stuff as much as other teams did, they kind of believe it themselves. They kind of believe Lamar is limited themselves. Um, they they don't necessarily believe he can do what every other quarterback can do just from a basic stand, a basic passing standpoint, it seems like, um, because they feel like they have to give him kind of just this this run-heavy offense, which I'm not saying didn't have a time where, where it worked. It did. Um, but A, they have – I think that they kind of themselves have, in their mind, diminished what Lamar can do from a passing standpoint. Uh, they may not openly say it, but I think when you continue to hear the stuff that we've heard about ben, Greg Roman's scheme being specifically for Lamar, I, I think that – kind of tells you they don't believe that Lamar can be the passer that all the rest of these guys can do or can be, or they don't believe that he can do it the same way. I don't think they think that Lamar can live from the pocket. They don't think he can be a, 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 a thrower that um, is up there, even though his numbers at times have shown he can be one of the top uh, pocket quarterbacks in the league. For whatever reason, they may not trust that he can read a defense the way that they think he can, or or maybe it's just not one of his strong suits. Um, but I also think that the Ravens have benefited in the past from seeing Lamar work with less. And when you hear comments like what Stip Phil Sims was saying and naming guys like Mark Andrews and Rashad Baby, who are good players, they're quality players. 
um, the jury's still out on Rashad Bateman, whether he agrees with that or not, is 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 valid. I, I think it has to be valid. Um, that said, I think that it has allowed the Ravens to feel like they can get away with not putting with without uh, investing in that premium wide receiver position the way that they should financially they'll invest first round picks in it they've shown that Marquise Brown and Rashad Bateman draft capital in general Tylen Wallace James Prochet Devin Duvernay you know they will draft wide receivers but they won't pay them they they won't pay uh, the quality wide receivers the wide receivers that have accomplished something in this league so I think that's that's going to have to be something that they look to change and I'm not 100% sold that that's going to change this offseason because to get the type of wide receivers they need to get on this offense, they're going to have to trade for these guys and give an extension to these guys. So I, I don't I don't see them really doing that. Eric DaCosta's comments at the presser um, a couple weeks ago didn't encourage me that that's something that they're looking to do. Um, so we'll see. But I, I do think that they have to get a new – I mean, they're doing it now. They're getting a new system around Lamar. But they also have to get him some, at least some sort of premium talent on the outside. It's hard to judge this guy and put him uh, and try to compare him to some of the other top passers in the league when you look at who they're throwing to and when you see who he's throwing to. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's a couple of things here. So I I believe that Greg Roman's offense fits a certain type of quarterback, which Lamar fits mold and I do believe that in in the beginning they weren't sure about um, Lamar moving the ball uh, downfield the problem is is that when you start looking at their play calling they've absolutely moved the ball downfield the problem is is that they struggle in short and intermediate play calling and that's something that I felt like that they lacked but they pushed the ball down the field but they pushed the ball down the field to guys that I mean, quite frankly, would be maybe threes, fours, somewhere else on another team. So you eventually felt like Lamar had the skills to push the ball down the field. And so because you've done it, I've seen the play calling. However, you don't have guys around him that can help him do those things. I look at a guy like Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia, and I feel like last year we had a conversation about, well, who was Philadelphia going to bring in via draft or via offseason? And Philly said, no, what we're going to do is strengthen the guys around him to make him better. And that's exactly what they did. And now they're in the NFC championship. And I I think that we can all say that uh, that Jalen, while a great athlete and a very good quarterback, is not as good as Lamar. So if Philadelphia can change their logic and say, well, we might not think that he's the greatest, but what we're going to do is put him in the best situation and see how this goes, then I don't understand why the Ravens haven't done the same thing. Why should Lamar be the person that carries this team, which is what Ray Lewis said. It's very unfair for him to do that. And so, you know, I agree with you. I'm not really sure if I expect them to trade. They don't have many draft picks going into this draft as of, at the moment. Um, and then it would require probably reworking a deal if we're talking about a DeAndre Hopkins type of player. But, you know, you have to find a way to get Lamar some help. There's just no excuses. And you'd argue that, you know, the window that you had him on his rookie deal is really the time that you should have done it, that you had the, 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 the money to do it probably the draft capital to trade away some guys and you chose not to do it. So 
in hindsight, this is really on the Ravens and how this is all played out. Because at this point, once 2020 happened and you saw how, you know, the Bills uh, completely took the run game uh, away and forced them to throw the ball and they really were successful in doing that. That should have been your call to go out and get a guy. And I think that you thought, if you're the Ravens, Rashad Bateman was what you thought you were getting a guy. No, you needed somebody else. And that's the problem that I have is that if you – we're not, not acknowledging the fact that they tried to get guys. But I feel like if you ask them, they're going to say, well, we did try to get guys. We yeah. drafted this guy in the first yeah. round. And, and look, we get it, but that's not enough. Not in the National Football League. That's not enough. And we talked about the lack of wide receivers going into the season only to be right about it. That's the part that, like, we all knew that they needed depth at wide receiver. We all knew that they needed a more explosive wide receiver in addition to Rashad Bateman, and they did nothing. So I'm with Ray 110%. I think that the Greg Roman offense was good for him for because he, he started in 2019. Because remember, in 2018, it was Marty Morton. We, mm-hmm. That was the offensive coordinator. That was not Greg Roman, although he was the wide receivers coach. So 2019, 2020, I don't have a problem with those years. But eventually, you have to start evolving. And I think that that's the problem that I had. You didn't get him the weapons that he needed after 2020. And also, you didn't evolve the offense to a- allow more, you know, um, passing situations outside of downfield passes. Because, you know, there's more to the game than just throwing the ball down the field. You can throw short and in- immediate passes, you know. So that's the problem that I-, I-, I have. I felt like that this offense stayed the same, didn't evolve. And then obviously we know that the play calling was what it was. So, you know, I- the Ravens, we all see it. I hope the Ravens see it. They click. I don't care if you keep Lamar or not. Whoever you bring in here needs help, period, mm-hmm. particularly on the outside. So if, if you think that you're going to compete in this division that has top wide receivers and other, you know, and other teams, how do you think that you're going to compete with a guy that can't stay healthy, a number two that will be a number three or a slot guy somewhere else? And then I don't even know who the other guys are going to be at this point. <laughs> I mean, come Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Honestly, it's like, who who are who are the rest of these guys? I mean, Thank you. And if what is their plan? I I really I really want to know what their plan is. If they if they plan to really improve the wide receiver position, they have no choice but to kind of swing for the fences because going and get Alan Lazard or DJ Chark. It's not, it's, it's, it, I'm not going to say it's not going to move the needle for me. It moves it a, a little bit, but not as substantially enough, I think, to get the job done. Um, it's, it's not enough to stack your receiving core up against a Cincinnati or against a Buffalo or against any of the remaining teams in the playoffs right now. I mean, is this not the time of year that the Ravens want to be playing in? That's what I need to figure out. Yeah. Because I, I and uh, 
Eric DaCosta was asked about this at the press conference as well, about just how does he go about putting a team together that's built to win it all? Like just what goes into the thought process? What what are the types of things you want to do or you feel like you have to do to make sure your team is playing around this time of year? And, you know, I, I think that's an important thing to try to figure out because at some point you're going to have to acknowledge that the way that it's worked in the past is not the way that I think is fitting for today's NFL. Yeah. Defense and run game is just not enough. It's, it's really not enough. It's I mean, cute. Philly, Philly, it's cute. Yeah. It's really cute. Defense, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, you do in the division that you're right. in, you do need to got you need guys right. that, that can defend. But the running game is cute. It's cute, but what are you going to do when they take it away? And yeah. the Steelers showed you what you, what they can do, which is nothing. Literally and look, not. I understand that Tyler Huntley was the backup. I understand. I know, I know that Lamar did not start. I'm simply implying that they disrespected the wide receivers that they had because they didn't think that they could do anything with those guys. Now, Mark Andrews obviously was, was having a day because he's Mark Andrews. He can do whatever he wants to do, and it's very hard to stop him. The other guys was getting shut down because, um, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, look at the roster that you have as a wide receiver position. It's not quality talent, exactly. Played nicely, it's not quality talent. Um, not not quality enough talent to be playing, you know, in the conference championship right now. It's those times are over where you can skate by with below average wide receivers. Everybody keeps talking to me about uh, Trent Delfer and stuff. Those days are over. I don't look at Brock Purdy as the, the Trent Delfer. I could be wrong. I don't, I don't look at him in, in that same situation. I'm not saying I believe that Brock Purdy is as good as he's been. This is who I think he's going to be for the remainder of his career. I don't know that. I really don't, but I watch what Brock Purdy does and I, Sure, you could make the argument he manages the game, but this dude is like when they ask him to throw the ball, I mean, he's able to yep. throw the ball really yep. all over the field, you know. And I having weapons is is right. is imperative to his success. Yeah. Having yeah. those dudes that he has is imperative to success. Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel are yak monsters. They're going to find a way to stretch the field. Then you got Brandon Ayuk that you can throw down the field, Jennings, and of course mm -hmm. Kittle. So so they're surrounding him with elite talent. It yep. is very hard for him to fail at this yeah. point. And that's the difference between Brock Purdy and what Lamar Jackson has going on. And Lamar Jackson is winning, was winning games despite the mm -hmm. talent that he had surrounding him. So imagine if he had those types of guys, just one, just a Debo Samuel, just it's, one. It's, imagine. It's, it's just crazy to me the way that, I, and I'm not saying I don't understand why the Ravens may not want to, why they, why they don't want to pay Lamar the money he's asking for. But when you look at, how much they really lean on this guy and how much everything is dependent on number eight, you understand why he's going in there basically asking for a blank check. Yeah. I mean, it's it's easy to see. I mean, and, and there are a lot of people were saying Lamar lost money by not by by not playing down the stretch. Okay, that's that's you know, that's debatable. But I would also say you could look at this team and see what they are without him. 
compared to what they were with him. And I'm not saying the offense was still struggling without a doubt, but they were finding ways to win games, still finding ways to win games. And and at certain points they were winning games with him out initially, but once they got back into having to play in the division at the back end of the season, you didn't beat Pittsburgh. You didn't beat Cincinnati neither time. You know what I'm saying? So I I think it showed when they actually when they needed to get a win, they couldn't get a win because they didn't have Lamar Jackson out there. I think that bodes well for his argument more than theirs. All I know is is that if the Ravens think that they can win moving forward, whether Lamar Jackson is the quarterback or not, they're going to need more help from the wide receiver position because that is the one position that they're that they're glaringly lacking. Um, And that's the one that has a big effect on what this offense does moving forward. So we'll see who the offensive coordinator is, hopefully sooner than later. And hopefully the Ravens will find a way to get um, the the quarterback. Hopefully it is Lamar Jackson some help.